0: What's going on, everybody? We got Billy Zarello here this week. He's a financial planner, but what he's going to be talking about is his story and how he has had that pressure feeling like he's had to be the man. And uh, we're going to tackle that this week and get into his story right now.
1: Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose-Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now, your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer.
0: What's up, everybody? This is the Purpose-Infused Brotherhood Podcast. I am super excited to have Billy... Zarello. Did I say that right, Billy? You got it. Yes, You're- finally. <laughs> I got something right. All right, Billy Zarello. We're going to talk here the pressures of being the man. And what we mean by that is as the, being the man, like being the man of the household, being the man at your career, uh, when you have to take on those roles and those pressures of being the man of the house, being a big brother, taking care of your family, those are some of the things that Billy has gone through. He's going to get into a story. We're going to do that. So we're going to spend the next 30 to 45 minutes going over that. What are the pressures of being the man? And Billy's going to come out with top three ways to, and tools that will help you as you're a man, a husband, a father, um, a, a a husband, what did I say? A husband, a father, in your career, as a man, those pressures we feel in our society these days, he's going to give us top three things that he would suggest and tools that we can use to put, put, put in our toolbox. So John, say what's up and then uh, let the people know about Billy.
1: What up? How are yeah, dude, I'm super excited to be here always and uh yeah, this is going to be awesome. Billy is a financial advisor and I think I seen something about like regional vice president or something too. I read not too oh, long yeah. ago. So yes, good for you, man. And uh co-host of the Millennial Yell podcast, bringing generations together, which I like that. That is awesome. Uh, that is we need a lot more of that in this more. world today, oh, for yeah. sure. Amen to that. So Billy, say hello. Give listeners an awesome win for the week for you, and tell them about yourself, man.
2: Well, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me on. I'm really stoked to be here. Uh, this is just a, uh, you know, I've listened to you guys and listened to a couple of your podcasts and stuff like that. So it's 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 a true honor to be on here. Um, and and yeah, like like uh, like you were saying, I'm a financial advisor, so. Uh, one one thing I always tell people is that I help people answer the tough financial questions that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really enjoy too is, like you said, is is being uh, a, my own pod, you know, on my own podcast, a co-host of the Millennial, uh, and like you said, bringing generations together, stop fighting with each other, try to understand yes. each other, right, and uh, extend the olive branch, if you will, right, oh, yeah. um, and, and so because there's so much that we can learn from each other. Yep. uh to make this world a little bit better place and so big win uh it, are we doing a big win for the week or are we doing a big win for the for the for the day sure whatever yeah big so, win for the week
0: or day give us
2: both if you want to yeah, yeah we don't care <laughs> Absolutely.
0: we're here to, and, and and we're here the reason why we say we're here to celebrate one of the things we just don't celebrate as men enough so yeah give us a big win for the week and then give us a
2: big win for today so big win of the week i'm gonna go for the for for a manly thing right here so yeah. big win of the week was uh i like to work out so i like go to the gym right and i hit a big pr on the bench right i i benched uh it was 285 on the bench Ooh, nice. yes throwing up big weight uh so that was a pretty big pretty big win uh that happened a couple of days ago so I'm, i was pretty excited about that uh, and then, um, I switched, uh, companies, uh, so that's another big win and, nice. uh, just getting all the, that kind of stuff set up and whatnot. So, uh, starting to hit, hit the ground running. So yeah, some big wins. Awesome.
0: Well, so we, we, congratulations on that. And, uh, both of those, uh, and I think that's one of the things it's super important to be able to do that, uh, is celebrate those wins and do that. Whether it's that, cause some guys get on sometimes like, oh, I don't have a win. I'm like, dude, there's something that happened that was good. Because we can get stuck in this cycle, and I think we're probably going to get into that today, is stuck in that cycle of just negativity of like, ah, oh, this and all that, I got this, I got this, and then we just feel bogged down by everything. Um, so we want to celebrate those wins because celebrating that win brings out that gratitude as well in there too. So I want to talk a little bit first before we get into your story a little bit about the Millennial Yale podcast, uh, because I think it's important what you said there is bringing the generations together to communicate so much in our society right now is just yelling and bitching and screaming at each other. And uh, so give us, give us your take on what society and that yelling and bitching and screaming at each other. Like what, what, what can we do to help the millennial, but also what, what can we do to kind of bridge that gap?
2: Yeah. And I, you, you, you kind of hit on it today Mm -hmm. on one of your posts, right? I follow, I follow you on, on the social media. Right. right? And, uh, and, and, and one of the big things is, Like I was saying is that we we have so much to learn from each other and society puts us against each other, right. Whether, you know, whether it's political views, whether it's, you know, sex, you know, male versus female, all those types of things. There's just so much that is trying to divide us. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and we can definitely get into, you know, why people or why things want to divide each other. Right. Makes, makes us less powerful. Uh, l- makes us less efficient and all those types of things. And so, um, you know, for the podcast and, and, and like you said, specifically helping generations come together, because I, like, for instance, I think about like my grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he was the, what do they call that? The greatest generation, mm-hmm. right? And just the, just the sheer amount of information I got from him and a lot of the life lessons that I learned and that I have in my life uh, you know, treating everybody with respect, The gold, living by the golden rule, you know, yeah. always saying hello to people, never, you know, doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, um, just giving a, giving more than uh, than you receive, right? Those types of things. I learned that all from him. And yeah. so if we just took time to sit down with each other and, and you might not agree with everybody and that's fine, but mm-hmm. at least just hear somebody out, yep. right? And so for me, like, that's the biggest thing that i want to accomplish with this podcast is is to bridge the gap right because we're 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 all you know i think i said on the podcast one time we're all on our own island right (laughs) and we don't want to talk to each other but we need to because that's how we make things you know that's how we get better we're all on one big ass island (laughs) (laughs) that's the truth about it you know
0: yeah. Uh, and, and I totally agree with you. I put a post out the other day was about acceptance. I was just thinking about this and so many people want to feel accepted. Uh, and what I think a lot of times is, is acceptance. They believe some people believe that it's an agreement. Like, Hey, you have to agree with me for you to be able to accept me. The problem is that's not even, that's not even close. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I, I th- in our brotherhood, there is a mixture of people. Uh, and there's some people we, th- we, we, see different things differently. And that's the beauty about what I love about humanity is that's the beauty of it is that everybody's different. We don't celebrate enough the differences in people. What we celebrate is, hey, well, Billy, you fit into this category and you fit into this category. But if you don't fit into this category, then I can't be friends with you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, I don't have to like, you know if you like Mexican food and I don't like Mexican food cause it's spicy and doesn't work out with my stomach. Like, Hey, like, Oh, I can't like you anymore. You know, or like what I just use that as the stupid analogy, but that's how stupid it could get, you yeah, know? So what's 100%. your take on acceptance and uh, wh- what was the other word I used there? I just forgot to um, agreement. There we go. Acceptance yeah, and agreement.
2: I, you know, personally, you know, I, I think it's hard to push acceptance on people and stuff like that. What I what I try to do is and what I would like for people to do more of is use empathy, mm-hmm. right? Be more empathetic to other people um and just understand. Like the you can understand where somebody's coming from. You yes. can understand you know where they you know where they came from, the upbringing they had, and you might not agree with that and that's mm-hmm. fine. Right. Like I like you said, I have friends from all walks of life and there's things I don't agree with them on. Right. That we get in arguments about. But at the end of the day, they're a human being. I still love them. Right. I still care about them and I want the best for them. And so it's for me, it's about understanding people. Right. Right. I'm probably going to butcher this. It's right. Right. Seek to understand. Right. Rather to be understood. Right. Understand some where somebody's coming from. I think like that, like I said, like empathy. If we could all learn empathy at a at a at a large scale, like if yes. that could be a class that could be taught oh, yeah. in school. <laughs> I totally would, agree. That would I, totally I think agree. that would fix a lot of the world's problems.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I still <laughs> love John, but he's an Ohio State fan. I mean, well, be
2: right. I mean we would hold that up against him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We, we just we don't agree with that, you know, but
1: you John, know, what's, just because we kick that ass every year, it doesn't mean <laughs> that we're bad people.
0: <laughs> That's great. John, what's your thought? What's your thoughts uh,
1: on? You know, dude, I, and and I hear you. And you know, my kids. I'm I'm 48. You know, what I mean, I, hell, I'm almost 50 now. And and my kids are all grown and adults. And my youngest one is 22 years old. I got a son who is 24, getting ready to be 25 years old. And in fact, it was funny last night. Me and Clay were on with Cole, who is a 21-year-old yeah. college student, baseball player, collegiate athlete, and we were on here having a heck of a good time. We were listening yeah. to my son's uh, hip-hop music song, you know, with his buddies, and we had a great time. It was it was amazing. Um, and I've always been one to be open to knowing that, you know, that younger generation has a knowledge and an understanding yeah. that we don't even have. Yep. You know I mean like and yes, they can be a pain in the ass and yes, <laughs> they can be spoiled and they can be they got ruined with eighth place trophies and all of that for sure not keeping score the whole gamut. But they also are on that cutting edge of technology. Yeah. They know more shit about computers and gaming than we can ever even think to begin to understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? We watch them play them video games, dude, and they're like jumping and shooting and diving and flipping and doing all kinds of shit. And I'm like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey,
0: hey, Z Z Z X O O O. back, back, back. Like, my son's 10 and I'm amazed at it. Like, I'm like, I just sit there and watch him. He's like, Shh.
1: And not only that. And
0: like this, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got that. Hold on a sec. <laughs> I'm like, you know. And so then it, run it, over it and incredible. stick
1: a grenade on you and blow your shit up. And then-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. So... But,
1: but uh, you know, there's also some young dudes that are just killing it in life. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you got guys like Casey Adams, Caleb Maddox. Like these dudes are 19, 21 years old yeah. that have connected themselves into the world of greatness and 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 tapped into the unlimited potential that's out there. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's amazing, and and I love the fact that you're trying to get those to unite. Bridge together. You know I mean, for sure. I yeah. like that. Good for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. And I was going to add something here and it just sparked in my mind uh, when you were talking that, you know, you're thinking about your kids and stuff like that and all the stuff that they're cutting edge. And, you know, and this, they have an understanding of things that you don't. Right. But if you think about it, when you were their age, you're <laughs> that's what your parents thought about yeah. you. Right. And so it's it's that generational like we all think we're in this at the, you know, like we're experiencing this for the first yeah. time. It's like no generations have been experiencing yeah. this and right. And just in having that conversation and, and then, you know, and bring that to light, Correct. I think is going to help a lot of generations yeah. connect.
0: Biggest thing is, you, you know, we've been talking about and you said, Billy was understanding. I think that's one of the biggest things that I think is one of the biggest things that separates the brotherhood too from other a lot of other groups is that we do have those conversations we focus on that it has to be that um we don't we don't let people not be understanding and you know just like all the different viewpoints that we have in the brotherhood is is we do come from an understanding like I have disagreed heavily with other members of the brotherhood but the cool thing is we had a conversation about it and all of a sudden we're like oh well, we actually really want the same thing and it's like it's so cool because you're like other than that, if you go out into social media, you go out to the world, you go out to this, it's just a clash. And it's like, dude, like, let's just have a conversation. So the more that we do this, I've, I don't know about you too, John, or, or Bill, you're probably this way because you have the same conversations. But uh, I go out in public and like somebody like wants to start arguing. I'm like, oh, God, like I just walk yeah. away. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> dude can, if you can't have a conversation <laughs> with me like just to talk, like you go like you can go shove your nonsense somewhere else
2: (laughs) no i totally agree totally agree oh
0: it's crazy let's get into your story man and and because i we started talking up at the slaymaker summit awesome event and um appreciate kyle and nell for putting that on and, and having us there but uh you started talking and sharing some different things in there kind of what your story was uh and again we we started talking about like the the topic tonight is pressures of being a man and as that it, it isn't going out, we're not saying presence of being a man, like, oh, I'm the man. And, you know, that tough guy thing, like, oh, I could pick up more chicks and lift more weights and drink more beer than you. Like, I mean, that was my dipshit self a long time ago. Uh, but we all had that phase. We, we did. That's
1: okay.
0: <laughs> and uh, so, not like that, but being the man, like in your role, whether it was in your family or growing up and stuff, I was very intrigued um, to hear you talk about how you did have to play that role. In your family so if you can share with our group because i think a lot of guys feel this way i mean your situation is unique to you but a lot of guys feel this way you know we feel that pressure of having to take care of our family having to take care of this and that pressure that comes with it uh and kind of what you did to kind of move through i know you you said you had some awesome conversations with your wife and things like that and uh, so i'd love to dive into that because i think it's important the the conversation we had there I appreciate it. And I think it's important to share here. So
2: yeah, no, and I, and I appreciate you giving me a platform to to share this story, because I'm always a firm believer that, you know, uh, you know, words are really powerful, and, they, and you never know who they might help. Um, and so I always take this moment really seriously, whenever I do share my story. And so, um, yeah, you know, and I'm a, and I've learned, right, to be <laughs> vulnerable as a, yep. as a, as a male, which is at the beginning is not an easy thing to do. Not at all. Um, and so, you know, you know, early on. So I had to, like you were saying, I had to become the man of the house pretty quickly. Um, my parents were, you know, uh, divorced when I was about 11, like 12 ish years Mm -hmm. old. Right. Um, I had a younger sister, You know, I I had an older sister, but she wasn't in the picture, right? She she wasn't even in the same state. She was from a different marriage of of my mom. So um, but I just remember it being a pretty let's just call it, you know, let's call spade a spade. It was a pretty rough divorce, right? Um, not to say like any (laughs) divorces. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: (laughs) some are rougher than others. Listen, (laughs) I've been through two divorces, I know how they go. It can be bad (laughs) or it can be Really bad.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) So it was, it was, it was definitely a 10 on the bad scale. Right. And so early on, like I never got an opportunity to grow up like as a Mm. kid, like I had to grow up as an adult really quickly. And I had to, you know, because, you know, my mom's now a single mom and, you know, I felt like I had to take a lot more of those roles Mm. on. And, um, I'm thankful for that in a sense, because it has led me to where I am today. Um, because you know of what I was sharing with you, you know, I, I feel, I feel like with as as males, when we when trauma comes to our life, we we tend to you know, box it up, yep. right, and we, we, we say, all right, we're gonna put this, this guy, <laughs> we're,
1: gonna,
2: we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it in this nice box, yep. we're gonna put it on the shelf, and hopefully, like, no one knocks over the shelf and it opens up, right? Because yep. that's gonna be a bad situation. Um, I, I ended up knocking the shelf over. <laughs> So did I, so, um, but yeah, and, and so like going through, through life, I was a very not emotionally attached kid. I I didn't have the opportunity to be right. Like I had to be that, that rock. I had to be, you know, in the storm. Like I had Mm -hmm. to, I I felt that sense of responsibility, like, you know, like, and so, um, Yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely tough to deal with those types of things. Um, You know, and I I shared with you, like I said, you know, I I thought I kind of got past all that when I went to college and stuff like that. Like, hey, I'm on my own. Like, I don't need to deal with the the family, right? Like, I just focus on me. And I still, you know, even in college, you know, I, I, I would allow people to get, you know, surface level deep with me. Right. Like I wouldn't allow there wasn't there was a couple people that got got in, but there weren't a a ton. Um, And that's where I met my wife. Right. Uh, I met Megan at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. I had to (laughs) to get that in there. (laughs) Um, But I met her there. Um, But I met her there. And and so, um, you know, we you know, long story short, we ended up back in Pennsylvania and stuff like that. And um, this is something I, I did. <laughs> Central Pennsylvania. I actually grew up in closer to Philadelphia. We used to make fun of Lancaster
0: County. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's easy to do,
2: yeah. Lancaster. Now I live here. Um, so, but we moved here. And this is something, I, Clay, I didn't even share with you. Uh, I, when I was about 30, I went through a really rough part of my life where i had a complete i don't want to call a midlife crisis but that's what it felt like um in a sense like i had lost all sense of identity i had did not know who i was i was working in a job that i would physically and mentally and emotionally get like would just i would cry at work i'll I'll, I'll, you know it is what it is is and 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 for about three years i just was like basically Mm -hmm. like moses in the desert (laughs) <laughs> right like uh uh i was lost. i was lost <laughs> and and it wasn't until um and you know obviously i'll get into the three tips but it 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 wasn't it wasn't until um that i really started to do self-development mm-hmm. that i started to open up those avenues yeah right and open up my mind that I could forgive myself, right, and yeah. that I could be emotional. Oh, loved it, <laughs> you know, loved it. Um, and and so that's when the work started to begin. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, like I said, we've all been through a lot of stuff in our lives, right? Um, but it's just crazy to think about, like, if that moment would have never happened, where my life would have been. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and it's so cool because it like. I always say you got to go on the other side of adversity is an extreme advantage. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And and let me know if I'm wrong. You probably, what usually happens and let me know if this was you, usually happens is we go through our twenties we have some fun, we do some shit. We're like, Hey, it sounded like a great idea at the time, but it really wasn't. Uh, And then we know we, we meet some people, we start developing a family, we start developing a career, we get married, we do these things and all of a sudden you get comfortable. And in that comfortableness, in that, that zone of comfortability in that inner circle that's where you just start to kind of your fire starts to go down your excitement for life starts to go down and then all of a sudden it seems like you just wake up one day and you're like what the hell and you're just like is this this is all i'm going to do every day and then you just keep doing it but that
2: did I sum it up pretty good? That that I mean you hit the nail <laughs> on the head. I mean, that's that's what I I remember asking my myself this question. I was like, can I do this for the next mm-hmm. like 35 years? Right. Cause you know, and what well, was your I, what was your first instinct as a man? My first instinct was yes, like I have no <laughs> yeah. option, right? Like this is yep. this is my bed, right? And now I have yeah. to sleep. I, you know, I made my this this bed, yep. now I have to sleep in it. And yeah. so and it, it was such and I'm like I said, and I talked to you about Megan before. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky to be married to her because she she gave me the ability to be vulnerable and, yeah. and, and gave me that space, but also gave me the opportunity to explore what I'm in now. Right. And yeah. give me that opportunity. But but it also took me being ready to be there, too. Yeah. You know, and I think a part of that comes from that self-development, you know, asking, you know, asking the question, like there's got, to, there's got to be a better way, right? Like, <laughs> the, the, this, You can't this keep, keep doing this shit. Yeah. You know, I can't keep hit, keep hitting my head against the wall no. and right. And not expect to have a concussion, right? No. Like, 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 so yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, I felt like I was stuck yeah. and, you know, I just had to just, keep going.
0: Yeah.
2: And that, and, and the reason why I asked that question here is because that's
0: what we do our pride and our ego go so no i can do this F you i'm going to do this for the rest of my life and it's like that's what our internal brain saying but the rest of us is saying our subconscious is saying or our body is saying you do you can't do this i mean that's how i feel right now with school like i'm just trying to have fun my this is my last year i'm done like i can't do it anymore <laughs> like i i'm just trying to have fun with it but my whole inner self is just fighting this now the difference between now now if i didn't have the brotherhood, if I didn't have men around me, if I didn't have um, awareness, if I didn't create awareness, if I didn't create personal responsibility, if I didn't create or reveal my purpose, if I didn't spread my meaning, and if I didn't clarify my circle, those five or five things, if I didn't do that, then I'd be a fucking mess right now, man. I'd be anxiety-filled. And six years ago at 35, see, my time was 35. Like Between 30 and 40 is that magic time or at some point in time, if you don't start if you don't start that personal development journey shit's going to hit the fan and and guys change for two reasons one is because there's a golden carrot out in front usually it's money or a girl that's usually with you know uh it, or the shit hits the fan and yeah. most of the time 90% of the time it's because we are too fucking stubborn we know what we probably need to, need to do i knew i needed to do something and I was like, I just, I didn't, I just, so I, yeah, my something is I'm just going to keep doing this. And which I knew was
2: fucking driving me insane. And that's where I went. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Because if you give up, like right, that's like you giving yeah. up, right? Like you, you gave up, you're a pussy, right? Like yeah. you gave up, uh, you're a quitter, right? Yeah. Like you hear all those things. Yeah. Like, it's like, but listen, if it look- sucks, just fucking quit. <laughs> no, I love that. Like, hey, I was a quitter, yeah. right? Like, yes, I'm going to quit dumb shit, right? Yeah. I'm not going to do dumb shit anymore. Yep. That's going to take. I love that. My life. Quit
0: dumb shit. That should be one of your top three. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. Here's top, rule number
1: absolutely. one. Quit that's one of the dumb rules shit. I tell my kids all the time. Like, don't do dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, like that's the rule. Don't do dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love it. I'm writing it down. Yeah. That's going to be my new motto. Quit don't dumb do dumb shit. shit.
0: Yeah. My dad's saying was, because somebody's like, hey, do you, you you get the sex talk from your dad. Yeah. Here it was. Hey, don't be stupid. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I
1: got
0: you. <laughs> hey, well, you're going out. Like, you, yeah. What dad say? Don't be stupid. I'm like, okay, I got you. I you're mean, good. Yeah. And, and good for Sometimes you. Sometimes it worked
1: good for you Billy for for hitting it at that point you know like and, and Clay was at 35 it took me to about 42 uh you know what I mean so it was like uh you know and at 30 I had one of them transitioning points at 30 years old one of my buddies from high school went to the doctor to get released to go back to work after blowing out his Achilles tendon playing basketball said I got this bruise on my chest And the doctor said, Oh, you know what? You better go see the specialist and we'll get you in there today. And they went and seen the specialist and the specialist said, you need to go home and pack your stuff and go to the hospital. And then two days later he was dead because he had some sort of rapid Mm. leukemia. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and at that point I was married for eight years, had three kids and was just like, whoa and mm-hmm. i kind of like slightly went off the rails for a while and it was it was life-changing for sure you know what i mean and then at 43 44 it was like all of a sudden i was realizing all my kids were becoming grown and they were going to be gone mm-hmm. and then what the mm-hmm. frick was i going to do with my life yeah you know what i mean like Oof. i raised my kids i got them to be adults and i'm like now what you <laughs> know what i mean and, and i got sick of accepting average and mundane and was like, Hey, I need to get better and, and do more and be more and got into personal development and Ed Milet and Les Brown and Gary V and those guys, you know what I mean? And, and I'm super grateful and thankful for that, but yeah, good for you for hitting it early enough to, yeah. to catch it and keep making that transition now. Good for you.
2: No, I appreciate it. And I, I you know, it, it, I just got lucky. Right. I just was, I was, I was just at the right place at the right time and, 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 and hearing the right message. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I'm now, just, so, now, did, did you hear that message prior? Just didn't hear a hundred percent. Ready like, for the message. I, I,
0: no, no, but, but Billy, you said it earlier. I was ready to do it then.
2: Yeah. Do you know how yeah. many times
0: I heard like the lesson I kept getting, cause listen, the universe works in this way. It'll bitch slap you over and over again until you get the lesson. Uh, and the lesson I kept getting was Clay, you can't do it by yourself. And I just kept getting, I'm like, no, I could do it. And then I just, it just whack right inside the head. It's like, can't do it. So, but you, you said that, that was, I think one of the most powerful things that you, you said here today too, is that when I was ready for it, I was ready for it. Yep. So keep, keep, keep rolling with that. What do you got on that? Yeah. I
2: mean, what's the
0: next, so you did that. Then what's kind of that next phase too?
2: Yeah. So the, the next phase of it was, you know, so the, like I said, the hearing the message, because like you, like, you know, really quick, like all self-development is, is pretty much the same, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, it's generally follows the same theme, but like you said, you hear finally hear that one message and it it resonates with you and and you move on to the next thing. And so um, for me, like, you know, the next thing was, was to find who I wanted to be. Like now that I knew who I was or like the person I was, when I found out, right. 30 year old Billy, I was like, I don't want to be this person. Anymore. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. like I, I, you know, because now I have finally let that guard down. Right. Yep. For like, you were saying, like, you know, the, the overall message that you had and the overall message for me was um, you don't, you know, you don't have to be everything to everybody, Billy. Right. Like yes. you don't have to, carry the load for everybody else. Yeah. And I still have to remind myself that today, yeah. <laughs> how many guys
0: feel that man. And, and listeners, sure. listeners, yeah. how, how do you feel that keep going, man? I mean, I just, yeah. Hits yeah. Me.
2: And, and, and just said to myself, Hey, I don't have to carry this load anymore. Right. Like I have people in my life that, that are going to help me carry that load, you know, other guys, other people that, you know, that I looked and and so one of my favorite mentors, I don't follow him as much anymore. But, you know, you mentioned him, uh, John, uh, Gary V, right, was a big influence in my life about just being self-aware, right, being mm-hmm. self-aware. And so that's what I got obsessed about. It's like, who am I? Like, what do I want? Like, mm-hmm. ask, you know, uh, defining my why, right, defining who I wanted to be, like, where do I see myself in the next, you know, 10, 30 years mm-hmm. from now, right? Uh, what is What is my marriage going to look like, right? And for me, like that, that sparked my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, you know, I did a couple side hustles. I was like, it was the Gary V, right? I was doing <laughs> the side hustles. I was trying to figure out how to make money and, uh, and, and not work for somebody else. And so, Absolutely. Um, you know, and I fell into the world that's, this is kind of when I fell into the world of being a financial advisor, uh, the opportunity from a, a really good mentor of mine, um, because it was always told to me, you know, if Billy, if you want to be a millionaire, go surround yourself with five other millionaires, right? And so, you know, I started surrounding myself with people that made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you know and- what,
1: Billy? Because we talked about this last or week last week or the week before, because. If you surround yourself with five dumbasses, you'll be the sixth dumbass in that group. Yeah. <laughs> so 100%. good for you.
2: <laughs> so I started surrounding myself with people that made me feel uncomfortable, and especially like, you know, males, like mm-hmm. you know, dominant, like because I wasn't a dominant alpha male, like in that sense, right? Like there was like I was very like reserved because I was I was so you know. Uh, was it emotional? I wasn't attached. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't unavailable. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so uh, I surround myself with those types of guys. Right. Was really important to me because like I wanted to be like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's what I thought. Like, hey, this is what a successful male looks like. Right. And I'm still not like that, but I'm super successful. I found my own way. But um, I fell into the world of finance. And I just loved it. I love it, it. It had some elements of what I love to do. I love mm-hmm. people. I love meeting new people. I love helping people. And what better way to help somebody but help them get out of debt, right? Or help yeah. them save money, right? And all those types of things. Um, but I still wasn't who I am today. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would, you know, I, I would say that I'm pretty self aware of who I am today. Um, And I and I was still having to do a lot of work and and talk to a lot of people and and being vulnerable. But I think the biggest thing, you know, that really changed who I am was the pandemic, 100 Mm -hmm. percent, because I was around a group of guys in our office that when the pandemic hit, we all got together in a room and we said, we're not going you know, we're we're not fading away into the dark, right? Yeah. We are we are attacking this, right? We are gonna come out of the this whole thing a better version of ourselves. Yeah. And I, you know, if it wasn't for those guys and you know, my wife and stuff like that, like I I, you know, and Clay, I shared this with you mm-hmm. at the at the summit, right? And this is a I mean, no kid should ever have to go through this, but um, both of my parents. Uh, my mom and my dad attempted, attempted suicide during the pandemic. Um, and both of them called me. I was the one they called. Right. Like, and again, that comes back to like, now I'm like instantly yep. get back in that mode of like, I got to take care of them. Right. I have to, I have to be the strong one here. Right. And it instantly like could have seriously regressed me if I hadn't had done all the legwork yep. up to that point. Right. Yep. And so, um, but you know, I was able to really step back and and help them but not in a way that it damaged you know myself or Correct. my marriage or or the things around me right I was able to kind of um just Emotionally connect, but not in a way that where I was damaging myself. Correct. Does that make sense? You didn't. Yes. You didn't
1: give them all of yourself. You, you gave them enough of your overflow out of your cup, which we talk about all the time. Is is you when your it. cup overflows, you have some to give to uh, yeah. other people to help them get what they need, yep. and it doesn't deplete you to where you're you're completely drained. So good yes. for you. Yes. Absolutely. yeah absolutely.
2: And, and I brought up this analogy to Clay because this is the perfect mm-hmm. analogy for the situation. Is you know. I, I had an aha moment on a, on the airplane. This was, this is another defining moment. Um, I was reading, I can't remember what book I was reading, but I was reading a book on an airplane and I remember there was like the, you know, they get up and they have the, you know, they do the seatbelt and stuff like mm-hmm. that and all that stuff. And you never, no one ever pays attention
1: to that. <laughs> right.
2: Like, um, but something inside my brain just clicked and said, Billy, pay attention. And I remember looking up and they were talking about, the air mask coming down and mm-hmm. right, what do they always say they say secure your own air mask before you help somebody else mm-hmm. right yeah. and that that comment led me through that moment those moments of dealing with my parents and the aftermath and all those types of things is like i can't help other people Correct. to the best of my ability if i'm not fully Correct. helping myself oh.
0: and that that is so so important because you said something earlier too that that I always say is that when I was going through the worst struggle of my life, which was myself, I've been through two divorces, but the worst struggle of my life was myself. <laughs> I'll say that I was giving my I was giving everything to everybody else, and I was giving nothing to myself. So when you look at that cup, that's why we talk about that cup overflowing. Like I was depleted all the time, you know. And we look at that cup, and I was like. Hey, I try to fill it up in the morning, and then as soon as I walk out or I wake up, now some went out, and then some, some more went out, some more. I was always fighting to just fill it up, and what I realized is that the longer I'm going to fight to fill it up, I'm still going to be depleted no matter what the case is. I can go out and help uh, a thousand people, but as long as I'm giving from my cup, I'm still depleted. It doesn't matter how many I help, I'm still internally in here, subconscious, conscious, and my heart is going to feel depleted. So that's where we just started. Hey, what do we do to transition out of this? How do we really do? And and that's where I want you to kind of go now too, is like, go to those tips. Like obviously the three tips that you're going to tell us are probably things and tools that you used to get out of where you were at, to to shift that mindset, because that's what it is. It's just shift from saying, fuck, this sucks to us to say a shift from going, how did I say it the other day? See if I can remember it is, You wake up and you're like, oh, I got to do this to the shift of I get to do this. Like I get to live today. I get to go do something today. I get to do that. So it's a different mindset. What's some of those tools and probably that in those three tools that you have here, what are some of those tools that you use to make that shift from, oh,
2: crap, I got to do this to I get to do this? Yeah, I think obviously faith is a big part of that for me um so doing something you know reading something listening to something faith based especially in the morning i think your morning routine for me is is like the, the thing right mm-hmm. um it's it's absolutely the best way to start the day by you know i don't look at my phone right like until like i get done at the gym right um but i you know i think the biggest part of my morning routine that allows me to fill my cup is doing my affirmations doing my gratitude, why I'm grateful for the things that I have in my life or what I'm grateful for. I think is super important because yeah. it's a, like you were saying, like we were talking about like celebrating wins, right? That's important because it's, it's adding fuel to your, to your battery, right? It's yep. recharging your battery. Every little, people don't realize the little thing. they th- They think they need a big win mm-hmm. in order to get energized. And that's not how it works. Like, You need little, little pieces along the day, right? Little things throughout the day that are just going to remind you that are going to shift your mindset to something different, right? To something positive. Like you're saying, now, instead of I have to do this, I get to do this, right? And so I think, you know, being, using those techniques helped me get through all those types of situations because I think at the same time, like what helped me was that recognizing when my battery was low? Yep. Right.
1: Awareness. Like
2: you we all we all have phones, right? We all have cell phones, and especially like if you have an iPhone, right? Like it'll tell you you got 10% left of your battery, <laughs> right? Like it lets yeah. you 20%, right? But we don't do that as human beings. Correct. Like we don't have those warnings. We have to listen to those warnings that, yep. hey, you got 20% left, bro. Like you still gotta go home and yep. talk to the wife right like you you have to you have to save that right and you have to save that for yourself too so um i think recognizing your own internal battery is really important to understand like to to know when to fill it up how to fill it up what fills it you know all those things
1: yeah that that's a great analogy dude i love that that was was awesome for sure and and, you know it kind of I don't know if you're familiar with Wayne Dyer. If not, you definitely need to uh, tap into Wayne Dyer for sure. And, you know, he talked about one time he was like, talked about kind of like personal development as like this. He's like, you know, you walk down a street and you fall in this hole, you know, and then you're like, oh, and then you're like, you walk down a street and you see the hole and you fall in it anyway. <laughs> <You> know, and, <laughs> yeah. and then you walk down the street and you try to go around the hole and a car comes by and knocks you in a damn thing anyway. And then you decide, fuck this, I'm going on a different street. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like finally, <laughs> yeah. like you know, it's that whole getting yourself better and better. Like you see it, you're you're there. Ah, I'm going in anyways. But you know, it's like finally, you're like, you know what, I'm going on this other street it's over here.
2: <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, a good that's analogy. Great. For yeah. sure. So you had so that was number morning routine number one. Number one. Okay. What, what do I call it? Um, I think number two is 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 calling it out, right? Like yeah. taking responsibility. I posted about this earlier today about being responsible mm-hmm. and being responsible for your own thoughts, your own actions, your own everything, right? You are. Re- you have a lot of you know it might not seem like we have a lot of control over our lives like especially in the world that we live in right now but you do right you yep. have to control what you can control and the shit that you can't control like just fucking forget about it yeah. like like <laughs> i just like i just don't waste my time with that yeah. anymore and that is a huge part of of not allowing negative things to come into into your life yeah you know, because the the more negativity that you allow in your life, that's gonna come out, right? That's gonna drain your battery. You know, you just sitting around and listening to some negative thing, right, is draining <laughs> your battery. Oh yeah. <laughs> like instantaneously. So
0: damn reels. Some of, those, yes. some of those reels are funny that i get trapped in this reels man i'm just like <laughs> oh yeah that's great but that was designed what it was designed to do so there's, sometimes there's,
2: i get so i can't remember who brought it up to me but um i think it was my little sister she brought up something and i'm probably gonna butcher this but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to remember it on the fly here but uh she had mentioned um you know the way our brain are mm-hmm. you know functions and stuff like that like the, the whole reel like the whole like flipping through things it messes with your, the chemical makeup does, in your brain yes, yes right flipping through so many things it, so it, many...
0: it spikes your dopamine all the time yes every because your your brain when what it does is so when we celebrate a win and we get that yeah that feeling that's dopamine like i just did it to myself like <laughs> when we smile the same thing happens but what happens is is every if you do it like reels. Attach it every ten seconds. So when you look at TV shows, every and it, over the years it has has come down lower and lower and lower. If you look at TV shows, every ten seconds something dip, the screen changes. Whether we notice or not, if you pay attention to it, next time you watch TV, a good point. it flips because it it our brains see something different. We don't necessarily notice it, but our brains see something different, and then that gives our pleasure sensor part of our brain that says, "Oh yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, that's awesome." oh yeah that's awesome so when you
2: go through a reel oh that's awesome
0: oh yeah and, and then 30 just, minutes
2: later you're you're like dude this is <laughs> an amazing
0: ride and you're like oh shit I just wasted two hours of my life <laughs> that's me at the like if I get like sleep if, that's why I can't look at I can't look at reels when I go to bed like <laughs> like as if not it'd be, it'd be like two o'clock and I'm like oh, bitch, I have went to bed until, like two hours ago I mean there's <laughs> a lot of good stuff a lot of, but it literally is just like at the, especially at the I'm like yeah and that's it literally. So your sister is point on. Um, I always tell. And the reason why I know that is because I always tell this to my students because they're like, <laughs> I can't pay attention. I'm like, listen, you can sit there and go. Boop, boop, boop. The problem is, is I'm not moving every 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> Maybe you yeah. should start moving around. Well, no, I do. No, I do. Listen, you, now, you should you see look
1: all pretty like me. I, moon,
0: I moonwalk across, dude, I'll do all kinds of weird stuff. And my kids are like, dude, you were weird. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that."
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you learned something yeah, today. Number three. What's number three? Number three, I think is it, it, it comes down. Well, I mean, obviously uh, 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 we already talked about it, but it's, it's not my number three, but yeah, obviously quit dumb shit, right. Quit doing <laughs> dumb, dumb stuff. Um But I think, um, I think number three is, is learning how to receive. Mm, That's right. Because if you think about it like this, for, for an instance, right. If, if somebody gives you a a comment or a compliment, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, Oh, you look, you know, you look good today. Right. Or you, you know, you, whatever, right. Whatever the comment is most people's reaction is a negative one. They're like, "Ah, oh, what are you talking about, man? Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I'm in shade. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I don't look good today, man. Like this is whatever. Right. We are so programmed with negativity in our mind mm-hmm. that we can't even <laughs> accept somebody else's gift.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And, and, And that goes back to like, like we were talking about being, being the guy, right? Being the man, we got to give, we got to give, we got to give, we got to provide, we got to provide, but who's providing for us, Mm -hmm. right? Like who we need to be able to be open our minds to, to being vulnerable and receiving something from somebody else and being okay with it. Yes. I think that's super important to understand is that it's not weakness It's not anything like if another guy gives you something, right. It's not like, oh, he's better than you or, or whatever. It's no, it, he's just, that person's just giving you something because they wanted to give it to you. Right.
1: And, and which goes into the next point of when you do that, you actually screw the other person because they try to be nice and give you that compliment. Mm -hmm. And then you give them back the, no, I don't or whatever. And then you give them back negative. So they feed you positive, and then you feed them back negative, and yep. it's like oh wow well, wow. Well. Instead of hey thank you I appreciate you, and then you both go away happy as hell. Yeah yeah <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like no yeah no hundred so percent. You, you kind of when you do that, you shortchange that person that Correct. gave you that compliment or said hello how are you, and you say oh, yeah you know what I mean and instead <laughs> yeah. of saying hey thanks I'm having a great day. You know what I mean yeah. like that never yeah because like, oh, yeah I'm happy
2: because that person that's giving you that compliment that that might be very that might be them stepping out of their comfort zone yep. right and, and 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 they're trying to do something they're trying to build themselves up by building somebody else up right instead of mm-hmm. knocking somebody right. else down right and then if you come with that reaction like you said now you've just like you've crushed that person yeah right and you never know what that person might go do that that that's why i said like any conversation i have with somebody i'm very thoughtful of what i'm going to say because you just you just don't know Correct. how your words are going to impact somebody. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's another, I guess that's another thing that you can add to the, yeah. to the list of things that you want to do. Um, but, you know, if you're listening guys, right? Like you have to open your mind that it's okay to receive help, right? Help is a big thing. Receiving help from somebody else. You don't need to carry the load, right? All the time, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there are other people around you you know that are that care about you that will help you you just got to ask yeah that's a simple and thing if,
0: and if you don't just have ask. that tribe if you don't have that go, there's tons of places out there. the brotherhood's what like dudes come <laughs> on over like you know check it. and if we don't fit for it and this is what i say too like in our in our strategy session that i have with guys that are looking like if you don't if if the brotherhood doesn't fit i will literally personally help you find another group that does that does fit with you. Why? Pretty because sure. it's important for me. Our goal is to help men. I don't give a shit who you're with. You know, if you're with Brotherhood, or if you're with some other group, what I don't care. But I think that's one of the biggest things, man, is just being able to do that. So morning routine, super important. Calling it out, I love it because that's what I like Like own your shit. You know, personal, <laughs> extreme personal responsibility and uh learning how to receive i love that too so those are all three great tips all right you ready five we got the quick hit q a billy we're gonna end us here with uh you have five seconds answer each question is not uh we did plant a um device in your chair at your house it's an electrical <laughs> shock we have a button if you go over the
2: five seconds we hit it i i knew there was i, I thought i heard the dogs barking today while i was outside
0: it was john he did it it wasn't me <laughs> I knew
2: now, I, you ready john
1: i'm ready all right here we go number one what's your favorite animal
2: a dog what kind of dog uh schnauzer okay okay Number two, work or play? Uh, Play.
1: Nice. What's your favorite word?
2: Uh, Quarrelsome. Oh, okay. Nice.
0: Okay. Uh, Top book recommendation for listeners. Uh, The Go-Giver.
2: Is that what it's Uh, called? Good one. The one we just read. Bob Bird. Good one. 100%.
1: Absolutely. Who's your hero?
2: Myself. Yeah. Good for you. Love it. What's your deepest fear? Uh, not leaving a legacy.
1: If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you?
2: No. What do you wish you learned sooner? How to give up or how to give in mm. sooner?
1: Do you prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth? Sword.
0: Yes. <laughs> Love it. I'm the sword version too. <laughs> Number ten, last one. What's your biggest strength? uh i'm i'm happy yes and it's your choice to be happy nobody yep. else's i love it, yep. love it. billy where, where can people connect you where can they where can they find the podcast
2: uh where can they connect with you as well yeah so you can connect with me on facebook i'm pretty active on there you know Billy Zorillo. you can search me there uh on the uh on instagram right uh it's the legend of zurillo nope. so okay. I, I like that's a pretty cool name right the legend right legacy is something i want to leave <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, i
0: thought of Zoro. you know right away. Uh, actually
2: a uh, fun fun fact i i have one tattoo and it's the Zoro tattoo it's no on nice. my wrist so yeah. there's a fun fact about me you know you might be a trivia question later when <laughs> nice. i'm based, right <laughs> i'll um, be like i got it newly <laughs> noted <laughs> <laughs> might win you some money soon i don't know but uh but uh, yeah you can follow me there uh, we're, uh, we're all over the place with the millennial. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we go live every Friday at two o'clock. Um, we have special guests and all that type of stuff, or sometimes me and Mel just get on there and just yell at each other. Nice. You know, that's, that, that, that's another way to be cathartic. Right. Um, but yeah, you can find me, find me there, or you can search, uh, my, my business website, which is Tara
0: Awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate you being here. And, guys, I know you found value out of this. So please go to uh, down to the bottom here, rate, review. The more you do that, the more we share it. And here's what we ask you to do we ask you to go out and share this with one other person uh, because we know you got value out of it. So go help somebody else get value out of this, too. Because, guys, man, we feel that pressure all of the time just to be that man, especially in a size society that we live in today. We don't need to feel that pressure, man. You can. Curate a great morning routine you can call it out and you can learn how to receive in a big way that's going to take you from ah i have to do this too i get to do this every day billy thank you so much man thank you
1: absolutely man thank you billy
0: awesome guys appreciate it we'll see you next thursday www.purposeinfusedbrotherhood.com go on there check the new video out that is up on how to be a part of the brotherhood see you guys